0: Yet again, for another fantastic episode of Sauce Talk. And on the other line, why, it's John Huber. John, how you doing, buddy?
1: I'm good, Johnny. Thanks for having me. Anybody ever call you
0: Johnny? You're strictly a John man?
1: Uh, I am. My grandpa called me Johnny Boy, but not exclusively. And, you know, it definitely comes out sometimes, but no, nobody's... uh, devoted
0: to it uh i i like johnny a lot but uh famously on my dad's side of the family my dad was also uh named john we were both john not jonathan are you john not jonathan are you john that's correct yeah we're the, we're the same in that way and yeah. uh my dad uh his brothers and sister and parents and all, all extended family called him johnny and so I was like explicitly well you can't call that little fucking weird kid Johnny that's Johnny's son John and so like that is the one group that exclusively never ever ever called me uh Johnny. Oh interesting. I like Johnny in general but like, I feel like it's something people have to earn and uh that's how, how do works. you introduce
1: yourself to people? Like
0: if I if somebody I don't know I'm like John how tell you John
1: uh, like at work, work.
0: No if, if somebody called me Johnny at work, it'd be fucking weird. Mm-hmm. But uh in general, if it's somebody I'm comfortable with, like, hey, you can call me Johnny. It's cool. Right. I like right. that. I guess I, I should – I think I've mentioned I this did, before. Right. I, had, I had a friend in undergrad who was – uh he had one Guatemalan parent and one Italian parent, and his name was Gianni, G-I-A-N-N-I. And yeah. so I was kind of squeezed out of Johnny for a while there. Like, if, if oh, we I were, see. when we, like, our similar circles, he didn't have a John to shorten to because his name was not John. His name right. was Gianni. And right. it would be weird if we had Gianni and Johnny.
1: And or, probably a lot of your classmates called him Johnny.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You hardly ever hit it hit it the way he said it. Right. Now, <laughs> his last name was. Pesarosi. So when he was like talking to a pretty girl, boy, you would hear a lot of syllables coming out. <laughs> Gianni Pesarosi. and he said it a lot fucking better than I just did.
1: Didn't know there's so many vowels in that exactly. language yeah. when he's talking. Yeah, very. Yeah. He was
0: a handsome guy. He was pretty effective. It was a, it was a good angle to have. So <laughs> I, I lost. Yeah, uh, I, I said that before, and it was a misstatement. I also got squeezed out of Johnny there, but for mo- for most circles, I am excited to get get the Johnny action. But That's great. And You get it, you get it never outside of.
1: I don't. Yeah. But it's nice to have, you kind of have like a litmus test of your of friendship with your name. Yeah. That's, uh,
0: entirely just like a thing I chose to do and unearned. Like I don't, I don't deserve any special credit and get to call people out, but I like to do it. I like to be like, ah. Eh, right. You saying Johnny? I'm not sure you saying Johnny. Right, right. Most people right. get to say Johnny; if
1: they do a good job. Right.
0: You want to say anything and, else about being called John?
1: No, just I think I think you and I have talked about this before, but Michael. So, do you call my brother Mike or Michael? I think
0: I usually say Mike Huber, and, and mm. I even specifically mean both names. Like Mike Huber. How you doing, How you doing, buddy? Interesting. And I don't even know if I do that with you. I feel like I usually just call you John. So right. I don't even know if it's a Huber thing or what, but uh right. what what do you what, what do people usually call? What what well, do you call him?
1: I call him Michael. Everyone in the family calls him Michael. There it really is like a a work and school separation. So so friends that he's made in those two environments tend to call him Mike, but family, you know, and then older friends tend to call him Michael. And, you know, I don't know, I don't know enough of, I I couldn't, so much time has passed since I've, we've lived in the same place, for example, like I, you know, wouldn't want to stake any claims on accuracy there, but that's, you know, as my, it's in my experience, that's what, And I always thought that was interesting, you know, but I don't have a name other than, you know, you can add the, you can add the end like you do Johnny, but I don't have a name that you can really change much. Right. Yeah. But he, his is, it's inherent in that. So I think it makes sense that work people, school people, they call him Mike, you know, um, he kind of, I think, effortlessly goes between them. But I do think that there is a lot of, you know, Mike. So it's Mike, It's probably Michael or Mike Huber, right? Mm-hmm. So adding that, like you said, probably happens a lot, that last name.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. And it might also just be a weird law school dude thing because I, I, I'm remembering for specifically – I know you call uh, him Michael, and I know that Margaret is always like, oh, Michael does this or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what it would sound like if she said Mike. But I'm thinking <laughs> about it, and I know we have another friend in the group I refer to as Dave Artman, and I think I think it's a lot of David otherwise. Right. And mm-hmm. so it might just be the same thing. Uh, I also am not – it might just be I'm an asshole and I'm calling these people the wrong names. And if that's the case – Right into the podcast I'll consider changing my behavior.
1: <laughs> Just make sure you leave a review first. 5 stars. Yep.
0: There's a lot of good reviews on there. I, I one time I looked on there. I think you wrote a review. I did. It's kind I of I Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh it must have been I mean obviously early days Margaret would have likely posted something on Instagram and I listened to it and was complete I I don't think I had real you know I I am completely uncertain of the timeline but when I saw something from Margaret I think that potentially she and Michael had had some episodes so I listened to a few of them and um had met you but you know we didn't live in the same city at that Mm -hmm. point and was completely enthralled listening to it thought it was great and uh Every time I listen to a podcast, people seem to say that you're supposed to rate, rate and review them. I don't know if you used to say that or not. I'm not sure.
0: Uh, if I did, it was a joke. I, I don't know of what course. I would get out of it. I don't see how this podcast is accessible to people who do not know me or people, or, <laughs> so, or maybe the guests. Occasionally, you see people will be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I told my friend to listen to this because I was on it, and I listened to it. They listened to it and they liked it." Uh, in general, that this is pretty inaccessible. I, I, right. I don't see what anybody's going to do with it. But I like going on there and uh, looking at those funny reviews. Because there's a handful they're Well, there.
1: They're well-deserved. Uh,
0: I'm not going to say this is the latest it's ever been, but it's pretty late. Hey, John, eat anything good lately.
1: Well, it was recently Thanksgiving. Hell yeah. And... We we hosted. My mom came up from Alton. Very nice. My brother and sister in law, niece and nephew, Vicky's brother and his family. They live in Des Plaines, which is a suburb of Chicago, and they came over. And we had Vicky made the turkey. It was perfect. It was very very good. It's extremely good job, um, hey, Vicky. The gravy was. Wow. It was, I mean, it was like perfect. It had some sort of citrus vibe to it. Mm. I think she had some orange in the turkey. Hell yeah. Um, mashed potatoes, green beans. Vicki, for the second year, made this mango pie that was very, very mango good. Mango pie, goddamn. This sounds amazing. I know. It's like, I don't know exactly what, what goes into it, but I have a guess. Mango. Yes. Yeah. But it's like a puree and it's like, it's almost like a, like a key lime texture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, my mom made some pecan pie, cranberry, like, uh, tart. Missing a thing or two, but everything was so good. And we had a wonderful time. And then you have all the leftovers, mm-hmm. which is always exciting. Um, but Vicky and I had a couple of days after where we had some time to hang out and, um, you know, my mom stayed for <clears throat> another day or so. So it was a couple of days after we were, it was like lunchtime and we had leftovers in the fridge. We we're going to watch some TV and Vicky was going to make a turkey sandwich, but there was after that only one more piece of bread. So like I put, and this is not to overshadow the. So this the is dinner. this is
0: now going to be the specific thing that you want to. This is the thing. Okay, right. I, we're building up. This is going to be fucking amazing.
1: A piece of bread, put a bunch of turkey on it, microwaved it, took it out of the microwave, put mashed potatoes on the plate, and put gravy all over it. Put it back in the microwave oh, for boy. a little bit, and ate it all. And again, like that gravy was it was so perfect and it had this again this like citrus thing to it you know like where you don't normally i don't normally taste that and just the open face vibe like i you know the turkey was perfect the mashed potatoes and then you you start doing like you kind of i was eating some turkey and then some turkey and bread and then i would eat some mashed potatoes and then it's like, oh my god, I can eat all of this at the exact same time. <laughs> and it it just kind of blew my mind. It it was just one of those perfect meals. Um yeah, just I think the I knew I knew all all the ingredients were gonna be per you know, all the all the disparate parts of the meal were gonna be great. But what I wasn't expecting was how much i was going to enjoy eating it in that moment and it, it it just i don't you know kind of knocked me over how how delicious it all tasted and how good it felt and it's reminding you of the time that we spent over thanksgiving and hanging out with my wife and watching tv and it was just it was a it was a great meal it was it was awesome
0: it sounds amazing and obviously it's one thing to have like a meal at a special place and with a special group that is memorable. And that's, that's one of the best things, but it, it, you're, you're clearly even transcending that. And like, this is specifically the food on the plate is the thing right. that is memorable. And that's crazy that you get to do that. Right. Uh, it, it sounds amazing. I also think this is such a testament to how Thanksgiving I'm not, I'm not, we're not ranking the holidays. That's not what we're here to do. But Thanksgiving always being on a Thursday is such an advantage because forcing right. the long weekend is what's up. Right. And like you, you get that entire, like you have the big, you have like the anticipation of the event on the Wednesday night. And then you know you've got this long weekend ahead of you, and there's no weirdness with holidays. And then you get the actual huge family thing, and all these people are here. But then, honestly, part of it is, you know, on Friday, maybe just a couple extra family members are around. And then on Saturday, Mm -hmm. maybe one person. and 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 it fades out, and you get every single part of it. Instead of just like, oh, well, it's weird. Christmas is on a Saturday. So we're like, we're just all going to be like, dude, you get the huge up, upswing and then all the way back out all at
1: once. That's right. It, yeah. it, it's
0: the, it's the perfect way to do a holiday weekend.
1: I think holidays benefit from having a, a set day of the week as opposed, wait. Yeah. Cause it's always on Thursday. Sometimes I forget because Christmas. Is always on the 25th sometimes in my head Thanksgiving is always November 25th and then I'm like wait no thanks I think holidays benefit from being assigned a day of the week
0: you ever see that thing where somebody shows how you can do the if you could do the calendar where this could be slightly wrong I think this is right you could do the same calendar we have mm-hmm. except every month is 28 days mm-hmm And then, so we and then we have 13 months instead of 12, and there's like one extra day left over.
1: And so then, hold on, every day is 28 days. Every month is 28 days. Yes.
0: So you repeat what you said. Every month is 28 days. I think this works. Every month is 28 days. If this doesn't work, something similar to it does work. Sure. There's 13 (laughs) months. Every month is 28 days. And there's one day left over at the end every year. And then so some years there will, if it's a leap year, there's another day left over. But yeah. one of the fun things you get from this is like, you could just say the first of oh. every month is Sunday right. and the last of every month is Saturday. Right. And right. so like Thursdays are that day of the month and you just can count them through. And so you would do this with every month. It's a great system oh, in some ways fuck shit up a lot in other ways but i think it would let you and, and also you'd have that extra day that would be clearly the purge we would have the purge on the last day of the year right. and it would fuck shit <laughs> up so that would be weird because a lot of people would die every time but uh in general I, I i think normalizing the calendar is the way to go i also like the idea is you could kind of rank the holidays and you could you could choose like the the big ones we could just kind of slot into certain days, yeah. Like maybe right. maybe uh I don't know. The Fourth of July should always just be a Wednesday, and it's like oh that that's kind of a yeah. minor holiday, and so we get to enjoy it. But it, it's right out there in the middle, and so you don't yeah. have the long weekend around it. And then other days do get it
1: fun. Yep, yep.
0: That that I, worth talking I, about? Should I have brought that? I up?
1: think that's interesting. I mean. I would, I, you know, I think we get, get rid of daylight savings time before we start modifying our, we add a month.
0: Changing you know, daylight savings time is 10,000% easier than what I just described and we can't right. seem to do that. So, uh, <laughs> way down the line are we going to get to, maybe there should, like, can you imagine if we told like the banks, like, by the way, uh, right. try to update your computer software. <laughs> there's 13 months. They all have 28 days. And also, there's extra days that do not fall into any months. Yeah. Like, like you yeah. think leap day is bad. This is nothing. There's a leap day every year, and sometimes there's two, and they're not in a month. So, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love
1: and it. Like, you know what? We burned it.
0: all the money. Kill yourself. Well, you know what? It's over.
1: I thought we did get rid of <laughs> daylight savings time. I... I so think I that, thought like, I read something. I mean, one of my problems is I scan headlines. Well,
0: you're the only the person who does news. that. Everybody yeah. else reads every article.
1: I'm the only moron out there. Yeah. But uh, I really thought we did. So- <laughs> I thought we did something about this problem.
0: I but- I could be wrong too. I believe that either the House or the Senate extremely spur of the moment and without a lot of discussion. Passed a bill to make daylight savings time the only one year round, but then they never got the other
1: well, right. body
0: okay. to pass it, yep. so it didn't end up happening. But for a second, yep. it really seemed like like we just somehow landed it on it, which like clearly like I, I you can do either one. There's disadvantages to either, but like either picking always daylight or never daylight savings time. If you right. do that, you don't have to change the clocks anymore. It's cool.
1: Right. Right. And it just isn't that jarring. But, yeah. yeah. I say, yeah.
0: I think I think we should add two more changes, level things out. I'll change it all the time. I don't care.
1: <laughs> you don't give a shit. Yeah. You're, you're an agent of, of chaos.
0: I wake up whenever I want.
1: Well, fair. I mean, truly, what does it matter? Yeah. But. I think if yeah.
0: I, you know, they're like, oh, people have more heart attacks. I don't kill me. I don't care. What do I got to live for? Maybe maybe I'll get so lucky.
1: Well, if if we, you know, maybe maybe this thirteen year month is or thirteen. Hey, that fucked me bad. up for sure. No way I'm surviving that. Well, maybe that's, I start that's telling the me thirteen months I'm
0: a year. I'll I'll go go crazy immediately.
1: Maybe that's the campaign you've been waiting for to really get you jazzed about. I like it about life. If if if, if we
0: pass that. I promise to start doing hard drugs.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay,
0: John, I'd like to ask you uh, to add a song to our playlist. This is the I Like This Better game. I'm going to give you a quick review. And also for the listener, because we haven't done it in a minute, what we're doing is we're building a playlist Uh, this time it's a little bit more specific than usual. It's all songs from the seventies and, uh, we've had three songs added to the playlist so far. The only rule is when you add a song, you must uh, avow that the song you are adding is your favorite song on the playlist so far. So not just the, the previous song, but all the songs on the playlist, this is your favorite so far. And uh, to this point, we have only three songs on the playlist, and those songs are Tupelo Honey by Van Morrison, Pink Moon by Nick Drake, and Lost in the Supermarket by The Clash. So before I ask you what your song is, John, I'd like to hear, what do you think of these songs on the playlist? Do you think these are good songs?
1: Oh, they're f- f- fantastic. They're really good songs this time. Yeah. I feel like yeah. normally
0: we start out with like, let's just do some medium songs and see what's up, and like... God damn! I think we got some bangers here.
1: I mean, the Clash is a timeless band, and none of their songs that I can think of in my head are bad. In fact, I love most everything. Um, I'm sure Michael Huber has been drunk and told me that they are the they're the greatest band. They're the greatest rock band. Ever. I mean I think that there's like I think that if you really think about it uh, I, Nick Drake Would you like sorry, to do ahead.
0: more Mike Huber impressions that's very funny to well, me would you like listen, alter well, your voice well, like this is the Mike I'll Huber have, voice and this is the John Huber voice
1: I think I'll have some opportunities <laughs> um, Nick Drake you know I think being pretty much everyone else of my age group has a special place for him. Well, you know, maybe not. That's that, maybe that's not true, but I remember he kind of like rocketed from that VW. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hopped out of that VW uh into all of our hearts. Um And that song is so good. And the production on that, that whole album, it's really, it's really great. It kind of is startling to listen to some other Nick Drake stuff because you know, he was, you know, he was an artist. He was interest. He had all kinds of production ideas. And they don't all sound as poppy as that stuff. So it's, like, perfect. You know, I think that that's a kind of, like, perfect music. Um, Tupelo Honey. <laughs> I love Van Morrison. I was playing Van Morrison. My mom and I were hanging out on the Friday after... Thanksgiving, and I was playing some Van Morrison records. Um, I really liked... It was kind of unclear if the reason that my brother chose that song was because he had seen that video. <laughs> <laughs> or he just, like, really liked the song. Or, like, he liked the song, and that video reminded him how much he liked the song. Or if he was wary of proclaiming his love for Van Morrison because of the things you guys discussed of how fucking insane Van Morrison is now and the connection with Martin Scorsese and the recently deceased Robbie Robertson. Uh, But I loved when my brother was like, I mean, maybe not so much now, but I was like the biggest fan (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, and as was I, you know, we loved the band, uh, and that last waltz, and that's a Thanksgiving movie. I, I should have watched it, Did but, point, um, yeah. I, I have also seen that he sent me that video. I think it was kind of obnoxious. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think it's like neat, but, anytime you hear a story of some like massively ego-driven person doing something that if anyone else would do, it would be like the most infuriating. It's like, Oh, John. I mean, I, I mean, I can attest to this, right? Like I do things where I put on, not so much anymore, but you know, Oh, John's playing this same song. Yet again, great. <laughs> like we love, we fucking love this, you know, but somehow like we, Robbie Robertson does it and it's like the coolest thing, you know, anyway, I, yeah, whatever. It's just so funny to me, but, um, I think that those are three great songs. I feel in a fortunate position to not have to contend with many more.
0: This game will um, only get harder. It's true.
1: I know it's going to only get harder. We've st- we've started
0: off on a pretty difficult path. Now, yeah. there's one way it could get harder, and so we don't. We this is a thing we've been debating on the podcast. We don't know yet. Uh, <clears throat> do you know this one song where they're like, "I'm gonna go up the country. Where do you want? Yeah, it? is that song from the '70s? Uh, the '60s." So, okay, so we think so.
1: That's not a contender, and it's originally for this. from the 30s.
0: So it, so, it it could be a wildly outrageous song to put on here.
1: Well, one would want. I mean, I, okay, like you should do your homework, uh, not, find out. If no,
0: that, first off, that's off the table. I'm not going to do any research. No,
1: not you, the the contestant. Uh, I, no, <laughs> I
0: agree that the listener should sure look things up, but I won't do that.
1: The yeah, the listener should definitely confirm. Before coming on the podcast that their song is, is from the seventies, meaning the version they're saying was recorded yes. in the seventies. Um, I also think they should listen to what proceeds because what you're asking is, is your song better? Do you like your song better? And you can't know that if you have it, if, if people are it's, unfamiliar. It's a great
0: point. And if, Honestly, the best case scenario here is you listen to this, this playlist and then you find, actually, I love that song. And I didn't realize I love that song so much. And I got to change my song. To beat that, because I just—I whether discovered right. or remembered or whatever it is, right. like that's actually even better than I thought. Or some, or or you could discover that songs on the playlist are not from the seventies and disqualify them.
1: Well, yeah, I think that there should definitely be people
0: should not put songs not from the seventies on the playlist. I mean,
1: I will monitor it and call. Please do if, if if
0: yeah. Now, I w- I want to note that's just for John. So, like, I don't need anybody, like, Pat Paul, yeah, don't, don't fucking Listen. text me and say, I don't think this song qualifies. Well, it's it's not for you. It's for John.
1: Let me ask you a question, Johnny. Do it. Do you have any other musicians that are guests on your podcast?
0: Man, what a great fucking question. And the answer is no. You're the so guy. fuck them. We don't they need to hear from fucking anybody else. Right. Pat, yeah. you put your phone down right now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Just because you can Google doesn't mean that
0: you yeah should. doesn't mean you know like you Google might say one thing John will know if it's from the seventies. <laughs> now this this is kind of a lot of pressure to put. I don't feel like you want to become like the hall monitor of the podcast. No, I'm just so, going like, to
1: look every once in a while, and <laughs> if something sticks out that I want to Google, <laughs> then I'm going to. That's Google really it. the way to do it. Is like
0: <laughs> you, you like six months from now the playlist is still going. Half the songs are from 1997, but then like you're like, oh, Michael's on the podcast, and you listen, and then you see all the songs on the playlist. (laughs) You're like, well, bad news, guys. 17 songs are being removed from the playlist right now. (laughs) You guys thought Sublime was from 1972? Way off. Terrible guest.
1: I'm also preempting anyone's joke because I thought about, you. so what's your song? And I was going to be like, well, I'm going to throw a curveball. 1979 by the Smashing Pumpkin, (laughs) which doesn't count. Doesn't count.
0: I think we've established what doesn't count. We enjoyed it. It's good stuff. But now what we need to find out, what does count? John, what are you going to add to this playlist? (laughs)
1: I'm going to add Funny How Time Slips Away by Al Green. It was recorded in 1973. It's on the Call Me album. And it's a Willie Nelson song.
0: Dang, you checking a lot of boxes here.
1: It is a perfect song. Music is obviously art and subjective, but it can also be... Perfect and better than other things. <laughs> and I would have loved to come with, you know, like uh your bombs over Baghdad of the 70s, so to speak. Like, oh my god, like there maybe isn't a better song. You know, there there the 70s is it's impossible. I I think it might be my favorite era of music. I was thinking about that today. I think if you just look all told. And it's probably just because of how old I am. Um, all the best shit, all the shit I like was is from there. But anyway, this is, I encourage everyone listening to, to listen. And they should because anyone listening will likely come on this podcast. So they will need to listen to this song to follow the rules of this game. But um, yeah, it's just really beautiful. It's it's a beautiful, powerful, amazing song. the The composition of the song, right, Willie's Willie song, is kind of a perfect song. Um, and if in its like lyrical efficiency, it's one of those things that kind of like loops in on itself. Um, but I do like that. You know, there's this big like kind of like. I think this assumption we all make that, that like there's this racial dichotomy with like, um, genre, in genre. And, um, I like when ex- there's, when there's examples, uh, to disprove that, you know? Yeah.
0: And, like not to like just lean into a thing that I know the guest likes, but, uh, the, History of rock and roll and 500 songs podcast does so much with that, especially early on. Yeah. And it's just like, you know what like R and B slash soul music means? It's just like this kind of music, but black people made it. Like we're not yeah. really doing anything here. And, right. and, and so much of these things are stemming from exactly the same origins. Yep. So I, I think this is, this is a fantastic illustration of that.
1: I, great. I love it. I, I, yeah, I love that podcast. The, the boogie woogie podcast. The boogie woogie. And (laughs) we love the boogie woogie music. Now, if it, if
0: someone wants to find a boogie woogie song from the seventies, add it to the playlist. We should all be so lucky, but
1: yeah, probably going to be tough. Maybe Babs will. Big, who I just referred to as someone I know, but I don't know. I do know Warren, but I don't, I've never met Babs, but I did listen to that episode. And I was thrilled that you guys talked about that podcast.
0: Yes. Uh, that is so weird in my head to recognize that that makes absolute sense that you know Warren Bernhardt apps, because mm-hmm. that's, of course, mm-hmm. what it would be But in my head. Inseparable.
1: Right. Uh, right.
0: Speaking of inseparable, I have a quick sub music s- subtopic relating to music, I guess might be a better way to talk, discuss it. Yeah. Uh, I just want to throw this out there. And you can be like, hell no, that isn't that isn't how we do. Would you and uh your wife, former guest on the podcast, Vicky, say that you have a song that is like your song? The answer hmm. might just be like, no, that's that's not really
1: what's up. So the answer is is no. But there are several examples of songs that we both love that we either found out about at the same time, but more more likely things that we just like love separately, Mm -hmm. like loved separately and sort of has that like special place feeling for both of us and i can't think of what any of them are right now fair um but we definitely we have like distinct tastes in music but we have a lot of like overlap there's a ton of overlap um and we both think our taste in music is better than the other but (laughs) she know she i know more like like Quantity wise, um, for more encyclopedic kind of knowledge, but she has like a really deep, deep understanding and knowledge of music. Um, man, now I'm thinking Janet Jackson is something we've talked about, but Sade, but yeah, I don't know. know. There's definitely things that we just like completely, we're like, oh my God, you love that song too. And I, you know, I can't think of what they are right now.
0: I, I I think even the illusions you've made there are very strong, I like it, okay John i gotta ask you, yeah, what is your favorite outfit?
1: I don't know, probably like some yellow cords or something simple you know that that simple just outfit
0: out- that we all love,
1: yeah yeah, just uh you know some yellow cords and I don't know, biz cash, biz cash.
0: It's weird. Like, we hang out occasionally. I don't feel like you're commonly wearing yellow cords.
1: Well, but that's cash, cash, cash. I, I, I'm just not
0: seeing you in the right environment.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. Come see me at work sometime. You'll see me in the biz cash. Yeah.
0: All, all, all the students there are like, I respect my teacher because he exclusively wears... Biz cash yellow well, cords.
1: Well, even more fittingly, I'm, I'm, I do some teaching, but I'm mainly an administrator. So think like principal, you know, yeah. like the cool, the cool, he's relatable to me for one reason. Administrator with the yellow cords, like yeah. shuffling down the hallway. <laughs> I
0: love it. Sounds like a really good luck.
1: Yeah. I, I feel very comfortable in them. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's time for our next segment, John. What sauce are you bringing to the table this week?
1: Uh, well, similar to the the playlist, I almost said podcast. The playlist—easy
0: mistake to make.
1: I um, I, I I had a couple ideas. I don't know what's been done, and I also haven't asked you if it matters.
0: Uh, if people, uh, I can answer that one. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, totally. This is a bizarrely somewhat contentious thing. Some motherfuckers out there, I won't name any names, but they are banned from the podcast, want to tell me <laughs> about, like, can you repeat a sauce or what counts as a sauce? The answer is everything you want to say is a sauce, and everything you want to say is uh, eat anything good lately. Anything you want to repeat is fine. So Great. If, if, I love it. If I'm if bringing you want to tell me the same sauce you brought the last time, it's fine. What do you got? Horseradish. Horseradish. Fuck yeah. It's so good. So are we talking about like a white, creamy horseradish
1: sauce? Yes. God. Yes. I couldn't tell you where I, where I first had it. No one, no one, not enough Places have it.
0: Mm, that's true. That's 100% true.
1: I've never really looked into, like, what it is, what different applications. But I love spicy food, and but that's – it's, like, not even – it's, like, its own – It's a
0: distinct thing.
1: Yeah. I feel, I feel like your tolerance spicy.
0: for spicy food is one thing, and your tolerance for horseradish is a different thing.
1: Yeah, because it, it's, like, um, it goes away so quickly.
0: Mm-hmm. But you know how that's it goes you away. Have, have like out through your nose, and you yes. feel the burn leaving your and, body and
1: your eyes. Yep, yep, yep. And that's why you have to have a lot of it, so you continually get that fucking like endorphin hit. It's it's I it's so good. And sure, like roast beef sandwiches and whatever, but like I think it's like good on kind of everything.
0: I. Absolutely love horseradish sauce. Uh, This is actually a big, I guess, dispute, but not, I mean, there's no arguing. It's just facts. Gina can't handle it at all. And honestly, um, Gina is probably, in terms of just like regular heat, a little stronger than I am, but we are pretty comfortable. But it's always like we don't even really align. And this is the biggest difference. Like. There was a, a time period where I was like cooking stuff with with horseradish. So not even like prepared horseradish sauce, but like or but like just horseradish. And she yeah. couldn't come into the kitchen without her eyes starting to water. Oh wow. And it's it I like ne- neither of us are like a hundred percent anything, but also nobody is. But Gina is generally pretty Italian. And mm-hmm. I'm generally pretty German. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is just the, the the game we signed up for is I want to nice. pound horseradish into my brain because I love right. it so much and I love the feeling when it feels like I'm breathing fire out of my nose as yeah. it leaves. And yeah. then Gina is like, I'm crying. Why why would you want to eat the food right. that, <laughs> that makes me cry? It's so bad. And but I I, I horseradish is among my very very favorite flavors period
1: definitely like so what were you doing okay so what is it
0: I mean it's it's a root
1: I think that's what I figured yeah I don't think I've ever looked it up or seen one
0: Okay. like when I, I I worked at the grocery store for a little bit after yeah. I passed the bar exam Flex mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, but like we would certain times have like the root in the store okay, and it would be like next to uh what the hell the artichokes it'd be like in that area it'd be like we just dug these things up and we threw them over there and then like i I think i think this could be wrong but my impression is that like a prepared horseradish is just take that stuff and chop it up really really little and probably add some oil to it and then add some cream stuff to it and a great as you you mentioned uh, roast beef smear it on a sandwich just smear it all over the fucking it's, thing. I it's mean, it's just so fucking good.
1: So is it as a intact like is it related to what they get? So they die wasabi, right?
0: What you always like, hear is that in the United States we are basically never getting real wasabi, and what we are getting is colored yes. horseradish. Yes. And so that, like, so for all I know, I've never had real wasabi. Uh, Obviously, I also really like wasabi because it tastes like horseradish. Um, I don't, I, that's probably the case. I don't know.
1: But that kind of opens some doors, you know? It's like, um, I mean, not that pho, like, okay, so I was thinking pho because of its, like, aromatic but like take ramen like we've had like wasabi paste here but like you could just like put horseradish and ramen and i bet it would be i I think you would
0: do very well with that yeah i don't think you would have any qualms yeah yeah
1: and I also love that it's like horse, horseradish, horseradish, which is so how you like, you that's know, how like, I'm fucking
0: talking all the time, anyway. Always, like,
1: I Feel get, weird saying it. It's like Worcestershire sauce. Uh, a, a word you know? I
0: won't attempt to say.
1: Uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it's
0: very much, especially like again, leaning into my like German heritage. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, you just you get a little bit of a mush mouth when you talk about some yeah, of these totally, words. Yes. Horseradish, Worcestershire <laughs> sauce. Let's have it all. <laughs> It's real good. It makes me, makes me feel like I'm a dragon and I'm breathing
1: fire. I, I love it. I love it.
0: Uh, honestly, this is when I was like cooking with stuff like this. One, I, I, I don't, I don't eat meat, but uh, it was straight up like make a grilled cheese and smear some of this in there.
1: Holy shit! And you
0: take it to the net. It's like, oh my god, it's so good.
1: That sounds so good. I love that it. That sounds so good. Oh um, my god! Okay, so now I love jalapeno cream cheese, mm-hmm. but you could totally like do horseradish cream yeah. cheese and put it on a fucking bagel. That sounds amazing! Oh I, my god, I'm I know about I'd like to change it better. my life. This is great. I'm glad we had this conversation. This is an
0: important conversation. Has anyone brought horseradish? I don't think so. But also, if they have, I don't, I don't, I don't care. It's fine.
1: No, no, no. I'm just out of curiosity. This is not a competition. Some people. Think not everything a is a competition, Johnny.
0: You're right that it's not a competition. I'm typing <laughs> horseradish into. I have. Interesting. Wow. April Fourteenth, Twenty Twenty, early Whoa. COVID. Yeah. Paul wow. Whitehair and Horseradish Sauce.
1: Cool. And I will definitely go back and listen to that. Now,
0: I got another one for you. You, may not, you might like this one less. September 9th, also 2020, Margaret and Horseradish Sauce.
1: Oh, okay. Now I feel embarrassed. because Now I it's like, I, I, like first off. Margaret, I'm sorry. I you know probably listened listen to that, that but sorry. guess
0: what? Yeah. I was on both of those.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> but You
0: know what? I had COVID brain then, but I recovered. Sure.
1: I'm all sure. good now. Well, I'll definitely go listen to Paul's for the first time and re-listen to Margaret because can't wait for her hot takes on, well, anything ever, but definitely horseradish.
0: There's absolutely no way I didn't say all exactly the same things I just said. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you if, if you can go back and listen... Don't tell me about how fucking either. Or I was like, oh, I hate. No, there's no way I said I hate horseradish. No, I love no, horseradish. Not, too not if you. I'm not concerned about with that. The actual but race. I, I probably anecdotes. I'm sure I talked about Gina not being able to handle it. I bet I said German versus Italian, which is not a great alliance in history. But for Gina and I, it's okay. Sure. Uh, I, I, I guarantee you, all this stuff came up. I don't. Yeah. I I, I feel bad, but hey. This is how many years of incredible content are you getting here?
1: You can't keep all this straight. Yeah.
0: It's a surprise I can do the show at all. (laughs) Hey, that is a perfect lead in to our next segment because it's actually really related to that.
1: Great. Uh,
0: I have mentioned many times that I have a – I use Google Keep as my list app on my phone. And I've got an a list that is just podcast topics. Oh right, okay. Things I assume will come up, and oftentimes I'll be hanging out with with you or you and Vicky or whatever, and then something will come up. I'm like, "Ooh, podcast topic." And I,
1: I, I remember a couple I'm times. Sure you've I don't seen me know what do they exactly were. This. And which is why you write them down because who would exactly? Because I'll never
0: remember them. Otherwise, I'm just like, "That sounds like a thing," and then eventually I'll just be like, and it might be like." Podcast topic for sometimes like I'll talk to you and think oh I want to talk to Paul Whitehair about that or I'll talk to you and be like I could use this with anyone or I'll talk to you and be like I want to talk to John Huber about this so it could be any any version um but at some point you and I were talking yeah I I shouldn't even say that I I my memory it was you and I but I have a I was looking, I was trying to prepare for this podcast tonight, and I was like, I need another segment or two. And I was scrolling through that list, and I had a listing for John Huber.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And the listing said, John Huber, Subway Scenes, Happy Gilmore. Oh, my God. Does that mean anything to you? Because I couldn't figure out what that was. Uh,
1: I Okay. So I, uh,
0: Before you go, I will also add, I then went into both iMessage and Instagram <laughs> and searched all the relevant terms and couldn't sure. find anything to suggest what this meant.
1: Well, <clears throat> I do believe, well, I know Vicky was there. I have um, a general
0: memory of you specifically telling me something about I do it's when we went to
1: Ludlow Liquors. And we were sitting outside, in okay. summertime.
0: I was drinking the Gronies. I remember that.
1: You, I do remember. I remember that you had a crisp white shirt. I think it might have had some seersuckery stripes. Yes, it was.
0: Yeah, I remember that shirt. I don't think he I have it. I, I think I tore that shirt. And I don't have it anymore. Oh yeah. But and I remember it, I it, it, it was a little bit off white, I think. And it, yeah. it, I, I liked that shirt very much. Yeah. I think I was it's wearing nice my, shirt. my
1: big hat too. You were wearing a, like a, yeah, you looked great. You looked yeah. great. Um,
0: Everyone agrees he was looking great.
1: What I think might have spurned This is not really. I mean, it's sort of like locate. When you said that, it's sort of like locating a memory in my brain, but of of, of us discussing this, but mm-hmm. not what would have led actually to you write, writing this down. But I think Vicky and I had recently watched Happy Gilmore, and there's an obvious like point of conversation. Anytime one hangs out with Johnny, where you can talk about subway, because <laughs> you always this, want
0: to. But here's your real chance of
1: this podcast, right? But like, I I remember that you and Vicky and I were just talking about how great those subway scenes in Happy Gilmore yeah, really are. Really you know? Like, yeah they 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 really really are. Um, But I have nothing else to add to that. You know, it does. It does remind me, and I don't. I could. There's no way we would know if we discussed this or not. But like, subway is like very maligned right now. You know, like nobody. Down. You're like, right. You know, like. But it wasn't like, and I'm not saying this because I worked there, which you know we definitely talked about in a previous episode. But yes. it's just like, it's just interesting that like. Anybody watching Happy Gilmore at the time and in the subsequent, you know, like, the years, like, when it was still of its era, so what what would it be, like, 96, 8, so, I don't know. I think 96 feels like a good guess. You know, like, him doing that Subway stuff was not a joke about Subway, which, like, now it would be, I guess. So I don't know. That's the only thing I could think to. I make think an observation about.
0: I I like this general concept of the way the joke has potentially changed. Um. I really tried to remember, and I really think that. This was a conversation we had after, I I think it was over the phone. And I I think it was something occurred to one of us, and we were like, (laughs) we'll do it this way. But it could just be as simple as, like, we, so the, the Margaret Subway Sauce episodes are way before this.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: But it could be as simple as you just being, one of us being like, we should talk about that on the thing. Yeah. I also yeah. kind of think we should just talk about it on the thing. What's your what's your current subway experience?
1: Man, it's been so long. It's been um, fucking
0: forever for me and, as well. And
1: there's no reason, like, I, well, actually, there is a reason, Okay. I have nothing against Subway. I like Subway. It's a combination of flavors and textures that I can't really, you can't really replicate. You can't get anywhere else. Last time I went to Subway, I'd been hearing about Subway's rebranding, and I don't know if that's how you would put it, but changing their, yeah, changing their menu. And I went to one, Vicky and I did near our house, and it was a fucking like clusterfuck. Oh no, like they're. Something wasn't working. I think their microwave wasn't working and the people ahead of us, like it was one of those things where the line wasn't long, but like you could kind of just tell everything was going to take a really long time because what they had, you know, and this is the only time I've been in Subway since a menu realignment, uh, restructuring, whatever. Um, it seems as though, You can get in and, you know, like Starbucks, you can get in and out by getting a cup of coffee in no time. But everyone ahead of you is going to do everything they can to prevent you (laughs) from doing that. (laughs) You know, it's like you don't need a microwave when you're at. So it's I guess it was the toaster, probably like not the microwave. It was probably the toaster. Like you don't. I mean, it's like you just don't need it. You don't. You can do what you can you can get your sandwich, everything's gonna be totally fine. I do remember we we were in line and somebody was like, why don't they just microwave it? And Vicky was like said to me, like, microwave a sandwich? <laughs> it was like, not so the person could hear me, but like, oh, it was very, very funny. Uh and a great point. Um But the menu looked different, which is, like, you know, like, fine, but the people were very – the people working there were very apologetic, but it's just, like – it was just a total clusterfuck. And it seems like all these subways are closing, but yet they still exist everywhere, you know, and I, I've heard um, there are definitely more subways than, like, any other – fast food restaurant it, it's, in the entire the buy-in is like,
0: so low compared like you don't need a right. fryer for fries like it's a, right, right, like it the right. outrageous thing is i'm going to put your sandwich in a toaster oven right which is so totally. little compared to like we're going to have hot oil we are changing out constantly
1: yep. yep yep so i you know it just sort of feels like one of those things when you know Well, it's like chicken and egg situations and like, you know, global news. Like, it's like, what is causing what here? Because like, I feel stuck directly in the middle of both the reason and the decline, you know? Like, so, so anyway, anyway, I haven't been to Subway in forever. I love Subway. I would, I would eat Subway anytime, you know? I think it's a superior sandwich shop because of its novelty. Because there isn't, it is not trying to be like. Do you go know, to Jimmy John's? I'd rather have an actual like French bread Italian sub. You know, I, I,
0: yeah, I am with you on that. Like, I haven't been to Subway in a long time, and to be perfectly clear, I'll just put my cards on the table here's what's up. We used to not have COVID. <laughs> I used to go into an office. There was a subway in right. the office building I went into, yep. and that was a two times a week thing. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped going in there and like, boy, I live pretty close to multiple subways, but it is hard to you do. You
1: live very close Well, you live kind of equidistant to two. Yes,
0: and we're going to talk a little bit more about one of those in just a moment. Oh, great. But it is hard for me to, to get my dander up, to be like, it's time to either... Pay someone to bring me Subway? Obviously no. Or no. walk all that way. I don't want to eat it there and then walk all the way back. Not really. Right. And so right. it just never happens. Right. It's not quite good enough to get delivery and it's not quite good enough to walk to and from. Right. But if it lived on my block, I would have it all the time. Yeah. And so, I mean, maybe that's how Subway exists is they just recognize that. Being in close enough proximity to enough people gets you enough business, but I'm not quite close enough in proximity to give them any business. (laughs) I have not had either of those subways since I moved here. I I had a subway a similar distance when I lived up in Edgewater. I never fucking went there. I don't think I've had subway in more than two years.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's not been quite that long, but it's been one... You know, uh, one time in about that, uh, that span of time. Um, I don't think there are enough places to get just a fucking sandwich.
0: That's its own thing, and I completely
1: agree. I just, it's like, it's crazy. Especially, listen, I think if you want one a little bit better than Subway, <laughs> I think that. Like the superstructure of every restaurant should at least include having the ability to get a sandwich.
0: Anything else?
1: I mean, you can do anything other than that, <laughs> that you want. Which is fine. But like at least you should be able to walk in and get a sandwich.
0: Wouldn't that benefit everyone?
1: It would benefit everyone.
0: <laughs> like like wouldn't it be good for every restaurant to be like, also, by the way, uh, we You're can get, get you any sandwich, sandwich <laughs> in five minutes if you just order right. it and stand there, right? And right. so, like, like we can be the fanciest goddamn restaurant in town, but like, you want a eleven dollar sandwich that's extremely good and ready to go, right. or we're not that fancy. Like, you want a six dollar sandwich that's ready to go,
1: like, yep. like that. That feels like a good idea. But I mean, seriously, like, if I'm but see, here's the thing. We, I always do this. Like, if I'm leaving work at X, but the, here's the point. Like, at any time during the day, I could go to a Subway. I could go to a Jimmy John's. I like Jersey Mike's. I think that's really good. But there's like one of them. It is kind of close to my house. But you know, I love the
0: Jersey Mike's tuna. It's
1: up. great. It's, it's so, so good. good. There's Pop Bellies. I have mixed feelings. Like, there's one by my work, which
0: I won't get on that.
1: Yeah, um, I do always forget, you know, you can go to a grocery store and get one Often there. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, obviously,
0: huge variance. Right. But if you go to the right place, that, that can be really good.
1: But it would just be, you know, it's like it feels like the ability to pop in somewhere and get a non-chain... But even as we've been discussing, the chain options are decreasing. But, you know, like a burger, a hot dog, like a cold sandwich, a hot set, like whatever. And like, get the fuck out of there in five minutes. Those places don't seem like they used, like they exist like they used to. And maybe I maybe I'm maybe I have different tints on my glasses right now you know maybe i'm not thinking of something um
0: i might be overextending here but i think that a big problem with this is that big salad has overtaken so much
1: say more say more
0: i it is just so many people are like you know what especially for that lunch I want a chicken kale Caesar or yeah, yeah. whatever equivalent and I'm I, I'm I, and I'm happy to spend sixteen dollars on it. Right. But I, I I don't want the I don't want the bread. I'm gonna tell myself this is a low carb thing and I'm just gonna pound this thing into my brain and that's what I wanna have. And so that has eaten up so much of the market, whether it's sweet green or otherwise, that you just it's it's hard for anybody else to do anything
1: yeah yeah I think it's important to be healthy but I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it and <laughs> I miss like uh, people's ability to make unhealthy decisions especially as, like, when cultural. it benefits you yeah you know like Keeps people don't goddamn drink like places they open. Used to. I love drinking I love vibrant bars I love playing music in places where people drink and people don't go out like they used to. It's probably for the better, you know? Like, but I don't, I mean, it doesn't always, you know, I, I, it's also really easy to, like, romanticize a nostalgic past when everything, you know, felt like it could potentially be better if you don't really like look under the hood. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know,
0: I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much this will connect with you with, with what you have been saying, but I want to do a quick game before we move on. Yeah. There is a subway on Milwaukee, mm-hmm. uh, very near the California blue line stop. Yep. I, I I haven't – I've honestly never been in there. Been in there many times. I've walked by there many times. And Mm -hmm. the last – I would say three times ago that I walked by there, I noticed something. And then I have started making a game of it with Gina, and I'm going to make the game of it with you. That subway – so again, right next to the Blue Line stop on Milwaukee – is is open – If you can believe it, seven days a week. That makes sense. They Mm -hmm. have the same hours six days a week. One day has different hours. What day would you guess has different hours?
1: Thursday.
0: Incorrect. Saturday. Okay, really? So every day but Saturday... They're open. Well, first off, do, do you want to guess what they're open every day of a Saturday? Um, right next to, to the eight. train, busy area, whatever you want to 10 to, to
1: 8. Talk. Well, yeah. It, uh, well, you gave me a softball, but I'm just, I'll just say it, 10 to 8.
0: It's actually 8 to 2. 8 a.m. to 2
1: a.m. Wow. That wow. is
0: six days a week.
1: Okay. Saturday,
0: they have different hours.
1: Um. Noon to 5 p.m. I, I, I love
0: your instinct, and you're honestly rightder than you might think. Nine to two. 8 to 2 every day but Saturday, but on Saturday they open an hour later, but still stay open till 2.
1: What the fuck is going on over there? What is going on?
0: I have no idea what is happening. If you look at the door, it has those exact 8 to 2 every day but Saturday. It's like, does one manager have to work there Friday night and Saturday morning? It's like, I'm getting that hour of sleep. Fuck you guys.
1: Oh my god. But at that hour will fix everything. Like, my life will be good if I have that hour like maybe cuz i'm picturing a sign with the stickers
0: it's exactly so, what it is yeah
1: so maybe they ran out of 8s <laughs> like
0: they they painted with white out the they fixed the 9 into an 8 one time but it just wore off I'm like fuck it people right. will figure it out i yeah. hope nobody does come by i don't want to fucking right. make any sandwiches from 8 to 9 anyway
1: business hours are really fucking weird thing. I for love a business
0: hours. Uh, they, like, the reason I, too, I know this is because... of
1: this whole clusterfuck of yeah. like post-COVID, like who the fuck knows yep. anything. And sometimes you really, really, really want to know. But Subway, you either push the door and it opens, <laughs> or it doesn't. Because like, I gotta like, go back home <laughs> for a while. Yeah, like it just makes no difference.
0: I, the, the reason I was able to share this with you just because I agree. I am I walk I'm walking down the street, I'm like, what are those hours? What's weird? Show me something weird. Like, why do you open at five PM? You don't you should open at noon. Like every bar get open early because I might I might finish my fucking work for the day. I need to come by and drink the beers.
1: This is you're not wrong. I'm just
0: always looking. And so when I saw that fucking eight to two except for Saturday nine to two. I was thrilled.
1: It's so strange. I hope we can. Also, find those poor there. people working there between like eleven p.m. and two a.m. You much hope any to God somebody's
0: week. coming in, but like on a Tuesday, probably well, not. Who knows
1: who's going to come in? Because that's like such a busy part of town right now. Yeah. Um. I mean, if nobody's coming in, I'm sure they're doing fine, but. I
0: get you know, that's a good point. Most places, you're like, they got to be getting tips to make this work. Subway, what... what no, Subway, you're probably better off if nobody comes in.
1: Is that like... Um, you know, hey... But, like, one of the, like, benefits of, like, corporate business models, like, they, on- they they've cut margins so much that, like you don't have to feel sorry for the person. Like, it honestly
0: might be. I don't lacking know. Lacking
1: business? I don't know. Yeah.
0: Boy, just that last part, talking about, the, I, I just I can see the faces of the people because like, the, the the weird subway in my building in Egan, Minnesota,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and just like, Getting the weird thing, the, the 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 weird. You had to sign the paper, but there wasn't like even a way to tip them. It was it was a strange business model, yeah. even yeah. in the good times. And then we yeah. have shifted to the bad times. That's right. Uh, John, we have time for just one final segment. Do you have anything you'd like to plug?
1: Um. So I I, I had something I brought. To, can I do? Can I say? Can I do three things?
0: I would love it if you did.
1: Okay, great. So was texting with some friends. Uh, well, I'm on a text chain with my brother and a couple other friends, and Michael pointed out that our good friend John Mook is up for in the Chicago Reader. They do the the best of finalists. I think it's sort of just like an an anyone could submit anybody to any category and they probably through, you know, like a spreadsheet or hopefully something more sophisticated, like narrow things down to four finalists. And our friend John Mook is up for barista best barista. So I highly encourage anyone that hears this to go to the voting in the Chicago best of Chicago reader poll. And you can, what's nice about that reader poll is if you're bored and you want to just skim through shit, there's tons and tons of categories and you can kind of be like, well, oh, like, you know, best, I'm making this up, but like best, I might not be making this up because I know of a couple, but best Middle Eastern ensemble in Chicago. You know, like, you're like, what the fuck? Like there's, you know. So it kind of does give you some nice things to consider. Um, not a total waste of time, but you can also just find the thing you're trying to vote for and vote for that and then peace out. So my if you want Josh, to find
0: that, can we get a spelling on that last name?
1: M-O-O-K.
0: M-O-O-K. So if and we do a war- control worked- F, M-O-O-K, we'll find it real fast.
1: I would suggest doing that on a computer and not your phone because I tried that on my phone. It didn't work too well. But this was just previous to this recording um, that Michael sent this. He He worked it for like so Mike words. gets
0: to do all the plugs and you have none.
1: No, no listen. And looking for my buddy, I was like, oh wait, you know my the country band I'm in has been nominated for this before. So if you're going to vote for John Mook for best barista, go vote for the Lawrence Peters outfit. Now for we're best, talking. Best country band, both in the Chicago Reader best of poll, year end kind of thing. It's you know it's a cool thing. No, no. Um, will you vote?
0: Is this band any good?
1: We're good. Okay, so you're I, good. I would, I would so it's vote, not just
0: good, not just cuz you're ready, but it's actually good.
1: I have in fact voted for this band for this very thing in previous years before I was in the band. Hell yeah. So there's that. That's high praise. Yeah. Um so those those are more very timely just learned about them. Hot so you're the talking pressing. John
0: Muck and Lawrence Peters outfit if we yeah. go to Chicago Reader Indie Year Awards. These, are, Kinda, the, these yeah. are the things you Chica- want to best
1: for. Best of Chicago. Best of Chicago. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It sounds really good.
1: I think they do a little play on words. I think it's best of Chicago reader poll. Cause it's the Chicago reader or just the reader, however you talk about it. So, so anyway, best of Chicago pause reader poll. I like um, that. but the thing I, I, I had Intended to plug, which I would like to plug, is on January um, 14th at the Old Town School of Folk Music. These two musicians, Corey Harris and Cedric Watson, are doing a, a show. Um, I work at the Old Town School. I have done online workshops with both of these musicians, but I'm very familiar with their Catalog, um, they, Corey Harris is a very renowned, like, fingerstyle blues guitar player, but he's also studied in Africa with, like, Ali Farka Torre and, like, very renowned, like, desert blues is, like, sort of a, a what, some people may know that term, um, guitar player, but Cedric Watson is this dude from, from Louisiana, he is uh, Creole, which is like Cajun music, but it's like black traditions of French and African and indigenous, like that whole like combo that did create Cajun music also created like Creole music. And they weren't very separate for basically until things started being recorded about 100 years ago. But anyway, this guy Cedric Watson plays fiddle and accordion and what these two dudes do together is like kind of like explore through both of their expertise in music like pan African diasporic tradition. So it's like they they find like melodies and grooves that could be African or they could be like Southern blues or they could be Creole or they, and, and then, you know, I African diasporic music is so huge and large. Like those are just three examples, but they've also both toured extensively for decades, you know, so they've, they've spent their life like interacting with musicians from all over the world. So they, they, they have this like presentation. I've really never seen anything like it. Um, I was excited to learn that they were doing the show at in Chicago. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's like it's easy for me to be hyperbolic about things I love and about music especially. But this is actually something that is very unique and like would be hard to basically it would be impossible to experience the thing that these two guys do together without seeing these actual two people do it together. Like you will learn, well, not only like see amazing music, you'll like actually like go away. Like having learned something about sort of some fundamental qualities of like music and how it relates to culture and like history and geography and, but they're not talking, they're not lecturing. Mm -hmm. They're just playing, you know, it's very interesting. It's very, you know, like they're both like super cool dudes, you know? They're like very charismatic and...
0: This legitimately sounds amazing. How do people, how do people get tickets to this?
1: Uh, you can go to the old, oldtownschool.org.
0: Oldtownschool.org. That's, that's where you buy tickets. And you say this is yeah. January 14th.
1: Yep. Cedric Watson and Corey Harris.
0: It sounds great. This, this sounds like a really cool opportunity people have to, to I, go yeah, to a show is. that, like, things you don't know about, you will learn about this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, really, you know, it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to be more specific, you know, but and it's like, when you have those moments when, if you really love music and, like, you learn these, like, things about, something like from some YouTube video or some interview or, and you feel like you've gotten this like insight into
0: mm-hmm.
1: how stuff works and like how this like mystery kind of like becomes a little slightly less mysterious for like a moment. This is what these guys do. Like they make that kind of real. It's really interesting. It's you so know? cool. Yeah. 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 Uh John.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've had a wonderful time.
1: Johnny, me too. Thank you for having me. I uh it's always a joy to talk with you. You're an expert at this. But um I love it. We could we could do this for like five more hours. <laughs> People
0: you should see the agenda that I cut down to get this into the tight <laughs> wonderful short episode. You got to listen to because We just go. Well, you're a master.
1: Listen, yeah, you're 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 a master at this.
0: We do a good job. Best wishes in the intervening days.